Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. I'm Broadway Video's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we gave them a long, rambling, um, self-promoting intro yesterday. We love so to I, do it. <laughs> we do. It's, it's what you have to do on yeah, the first show of the exactly. week. We have to talk about everything that happened. But we're not going to do that today because we have big news that we want to start the show yeah. off with because... It's you. Um, but I yes, do want to mention before we I'm get the big there. News. Well, it, it is your big news, kind <laughs> of. Um, but I do want to mention head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon if you want to get all of our episodes before anybody else. Be involved in all of our live recordings and be the first one to get episodes of Jan Simpson's podcast and some very fun stuff that we are planning once theater actually returns. But Ashley, as I said, we need to get into the news because this is something that I know that you were very excited <laughs> yeah. about. Because yesterday, door rings, phone chimes, in comes company Nailed about it. a month earlier than actually yeah. expected. Yeah. As the revival announced yesterday that rather than beginning performances on December 20th, they will now kick off previews on November 15th with a new opening night of December 9th. According to a release, updates to the creative team's schedules allowed them to be back in a rehearsal room sooner than previously planned. Now, one great thing that they did proactively is is that for anybody (laughs) who had tickets for the previous first preview on December 20th again, will have the opportunity to change their ticket to the new first preview on November 15th, which actually... I know that you have already done. Correct. Yeah, I had a so I got I was out with one of my friends because I'm upstate for the week. I was out with one of my friends and I'm friends with him and also his sister. So we got a text from his sister while we were out for breakfast this morning running gro- to like grocery stores. <laughs> and it was, oh, my God, companies changed its date. And I was like, oh, yay. And then we thought about it for another second. And we're like, oh, no. So there was like a, a minute of panic of like. Do we change our tickets? Do we keep these? Do we, you know, still try and go to first preview? Like, what do we do? Uh, and thankfully, as you said, they were really proactive with this. They announced it pretty much right away. They were like, yeah, you can exchange your tickets. Don't worry. So after getting over that moment of panic and being like, well, I really wanted to go to the first preview. So what the hell? Uh, I am delighted <laughs> to be going to company a month earlier than planned. Like, this is, this is very good news for me. Yeah. And it's not just for folks who had tickets to the first preview they are running what they're called a buy with confidence ticketing yeah. policy so ticket holders who wish to exchange for these earlier performances as long as you have a ticket for some other time you can reschedule um yep. by going through your point of sale whatever that might have been and, and probably move up. yeah at this point i think that's probably the only point of sale um but There is other news from the release, Ashley, as we learned that the new actor playing Theo will be announced in the coming weeks. We talked about Kyle Massey um, uh, not being able to do it because he's having a baby. Um, But Ashley, I think that we're going to start seeing a lot of casting announcements fairly soon. Yeah, especially for the shows starting in September. They'll need at least a month for rehearsals, if not more, when they have to go in and re-tech everything. So whether or not they announce casting before rehearsals start or not, we should Mm -hmm. be getting tons of casting dumps between, I mean, I guess now and the middle of August, I think, Mm -hmm. because that's about when these shows that are starting in September um, are going to have to get back into the rehearsal room. It's actually pretty exciting. Like, I find it really exciting to be getting... Totally. like casting notices again and like also just like i mean 
all of these shows, as we've talked about before, are basically having their reopening. So you're having opening night of shows that could be running, that could have been running for like the past 20 years in the case of like Wicked, um, or shows that hadn't even opened yet in the case of many shows, including company as we're talking about here. Uh, so it's just, it's really exciting to be like, we're going to get a rush of announcements as far as like, these are the actors playing these roles in these new shows, but these new shows could have been old shows that were running for like decades. Oh my God. It's like, that, yay. That little rant that you just went on was very Sondheim-esque with how confusing it was with new shows and old shows <laughs> Thank and returning you. shows. Uh, that's the greatest uh, compliment I could get. <laughs> well, I want to talk about some other Broadway stuff here real quick, Ashley, because we got some Broadway news or at least a tease for some Broadway news as yesterday the Waitress social media accounts sent out a message, quote, Everybody will know what's inside at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And it was along with a picture of a moving box with the words baking supplies written on it and a window poster sticking out of the box. The image was in front of the stage door for the Brooks Atkinson Theater, the current home of six and, of course, the original home of the diner. Now, mm -hmm. Ashley, we have talked about all of the crazy rumors and changes swirling around this show. So at this point, I honestly have no idea what is going to happen. It could be literally happen. anywhere starring Anything. literally anybody. Yeah. Right. I mean, does this image mean that Waitress is moving back into the Brooks and kicking Six out? Um, I highly doubt that. Um, does this mean that Waitress is moving into the Brooks before Six returns in September for a brief run? No, that's not going to happen. There's not enough time. Could they be filming at the Brooks before Six returns? Perhaps, but that seems like that would be pretty expensive to move six right. out move waitress in move waitress out move six back in so i don't think that's going to happen but could they be moving to another venue maybe the previously rumored barrymore for a run and or filming there had originally been like even pre-pandemic rumors about waitress going off broadway mm -hmm. um, with a certain um um uh, new england tony winner uh, per perhaps taking over the diner. Um, but I don't know. I, I have to imagine it's going to be a run or at least filming somewhere other than the Brooks. Um, right. but gun to my head, that's, that's what I'm picking. Sarah, somewhere other than the Brooks, I'm, I, if I have to pick a venue, I'd say the Barrymore. <laughs> with the can uh, but with I, a candlestick. Yeah, ex exactly. But I wouldn't <laughs> count on anything until it's officially announced, Ashley. And even then, yeah. I wouldn't feel totally confident. I don't trust anything they have to say at this point. Like, it feels like they're going to reveal it the day of opening. And, like, that's going to be the news. Be like, hey, guess what? We're on Broadway tonight. Like, at this point, there's been so many rumors. And I think you're right. I think it's like, an old photo from <laughs> when they were at yeah. the Brooks. Because, I mean, honestly, even, you know, if they're going to film there, before six opens back up they could do i feel like they're probably gonna want to be somewhere where they can have a longer run though because you know people are going right. to be excited about this and wanting to totally. see it they also want to have the opportunity to extend so they're not going to want to be in a theater that's already occupied starting in september like that gives them a month right. to that do makes anything. No sense. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. So I don't know. Yeah. We've seen <laughs> we've seen the show art on the Lyceum marquee. We've talked about yeah. uh, the Barrymore, and now they're like doing photos with at the Brooks. Uh, you know, who knows? It could it could literally be anywhere. I'm I'm excited to see it. I love that show. I really want to see Sarah again because I saw it the first. I saw her do it. Yeah, in, like the second time she did it 
Um, yeah, so I saw her and Gavin. Be, I saw her and Gavin. Yeah, same. Who I would love to see Gavin yeah. join her again because they yeah. they did it in London together. So maybe right. they'll do it, you know, back on Broadway again. So yeah, but, wherever it ends up and whoever it ends up with, I'll I'll be there. I'll be at whatever yeah. stage door that is. I guess. Yeah, um, there is some related news as Caitlin Huston, who is the editor in chief of BroadwayNews.com, tweeted out yesterday that Waitress was one of a handful of shows to receive $10 million from the Shuttered Venue Operators Grant Program through the U.S. Small Business Administration. They are joined by the other Weisler Broadway property, uh, Chicago, as well as Ain't Too Proud and Phantom and Girl from the North Country apparently didn't measure up. They only got $9.9 million. Uh, um, some off-Broadway venues also got some cash, including Ars Nova, Atlantic Theater Company, and La Mama. Uh, Ashley, I have to wonder, I mean, obviously the timing of this is interesting, but I don't think mm. the Weislers could have just said, hey, we got this money, let's decide to do something and announce it tomorrow. Obviously, that had right. to be in the works ahead of times, but right, sure. the timing is interesting. The timing is interesting. Uh, I never have any idea how like these grants actually work out and like when, oh, we, I think we talked about when the deadline was. I think this is the same one that yeah. had like all those problems as yeah. far as getting mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I think they probably anticipated actually getting the money earlier if the initial deadline was earlier that probably meant the you know when they were going to give out money was probably also earlier so they're probably i mean they're clearly running behind but they're probably actually running behind based on like when they're getting money for things yeah i have a friend who actually got a grant today as well through this same program and uh, but the thing is like she had no idea whether she was going to get it or not i feel like because of who these Broadway companies are that if they applied, they probably got it um, mm-hmm. because of how Broadway shows work. Right. Like they are right. at such a risk um, that they probably qualified automatically. So they probably did have a pretty good idea that they were uh, going to get it. So mm-hmm. I think that might line up. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see uh, what they actually announce at 9 o'clock on <laughs> Truly, Wednesday. Truly, yeah, we'll find out. All right, Ashley, let's take a real quick break from our conversation here to talk about our sponsor for this week, Audible.com. Yeah, we keep talking about how much we love Audible, and it's true. I mean, we love Audible. That is because they are the number one provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. They also have their newest plan, Audible Plus, which gives you access to their popular plus catalog that has thousands and thousands of popular audiobooks, original entertainment and podcasts, including ad free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series. Yeah, there's something I want to talk about here in Audible that I think was amazing as I was kind of scrolling through looking at the different Broadway stuff as I often do. I found two trilogies back to back that I wanted to mention on today's show. The first is Neil Simon's Eugene trilogy, which of course is Bright Beach Memoirs, Biloxi Blues and Broadway Bound. Starring such names as as 90s sitcom stars Jonathan Silverman and Justine Bateman. She's actually probably more 80s sitcom stars. Um, So that one's available from LA Theater Works. And then there is a one-person reading of the Lehman Trilogy. Um, Of course, as we've talked about before, um, Stefano Messini wrote it in English 
just in prose. There is no there is no um, character differentiations as to who's doing what dialogue. This is not the same script that has ended up on Broadway. It has a different translator. Um, but if you are really intrigued by the Lehman trilogy that you end up seeing on Broadway later this year, um, they do have a novel version. It's, it's quote, a novel um, that you might want to read. It's the same stuff from the original Italian, just translated by someone different. So I think that's really, really cool. Very cool. Yeah. So check out that and more by visiting audible.com slash broadway radio or text broadway radio to 500 500 that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e dot com slash broadway radio or text broadway radio to 500 500 one more time if you couldn't listen to ashley say that three <laughs> times in a row visit audible.com slash broadway radio or text broadway radio to 500 500 to start your free trial today all right ashley are you familiar with this new movie musical coming out called Annette? I am not. So hit me with it. Okay. So Annette is the f- English language directorial debut by Leos Carax. Um, he wrote the screenplay with Ron Mail and Russell Mail from the band The Sparks. Um, okay. And it stars, this is a movie musical, stars Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard, and Simon Helberg. best known from the Big Bang Theory but also from that Meryl Streep movie where she played somebody who couldn't sing Um, (laughs) what was that called? Florence Oh, I don't know, something. Rice, I it can't doesn't matter. Remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but this is a, a new movie musical. It debuted yesterday um, at the Cannes Film Festival. It will be released in the U.S. Um, for limited release on August 6th, and then will be available on Prime Video via Amazon on the 20th. And since it debuted at Cannes yesterday, we have some reviews. Um, Peter DeBrug from Variety said, quote, it's not for everyone, as there's little demand for a 140-minute bummer oh musicals God. at the moment. Though, Carax's grand experiment is certainly bold enough to find its share of defenders. David Rooney from The Hollywood Reporter talked about the leading man, Adam Driver, and said, quote, The dynamic force at the middle of it all is Driver, a tornado of physical intensity and tortured self-loathing, as Henry McHenry, a kind of 21st century Lenny Bruce, dubbed the Ape of God. His uh, despeptic stage persona and punchy performance mode, he literally prepares for each show like a boxer warming up, bounding out in a bathrobe and swinging his mic cord like a weapon, make the characters fall from grace a powerful arc. And then Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian had to pull out his like MFA training because there's like reference in here is in, <laughs> in here that I don't understand, but I feel like some people who might enjoy this film will understand it. So I'm going to read this. I'm probably going to mispronounce everything. But I thought this was an interesting review. He said, quote, This film gives us the uh, fantasism of Cavalcanti's ventriloquist dummy from Dead of Night, the self-hate of James Mason from A Star is Born, the desperate father-daughter dysfunction of Georges Franju's Eyes Without a Face, which Carax referenced in his last film, Holy Motors, and perhaps most obviously, the strident sadness of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera. So I don't know what most of those references are. Um, Adam Driver is obviously no doubt a talented actor. I would not have pegged him for a leading man in a movie musical. I guess um, after what? A mar- marriage Story? Was that what that was called? Yeah, when where he, he did, actually yeah, sings? When he did, yeah, being alive, right? Yeah, exactly. I guess after that, they're like, all right, let him sing some more, which is nice, but weird. 
what a weird collection of reviews that is. Very weird, which is why I wanted to mention. I'm, I'm glad the the hundred forty minute bummer musical really caught me for a loop. <laughs> that's a pool quote. That's, that's a, a pool quote. If a, I've ever I seen hope that. that's on the you know DVD Slap or whatever box set. Yeah, yeah, uh, just absolutely. 140 minutes in general for a movie musical is bananas. Well, I mean, that's two hours and 20 minutes. I mean, like, yeah, I guess, a lot of movie musicals are musical. that long, but. But for a yeah. musical, that's that's aggressive. As a fan a of musicals, musical. a musical, even as a fan of musicals, that's aggressive. I mean, but we watch three-hour musicals in the theater. Like, it's eh, whatever. It's anyway. different. It's different. <laughs> it is. All right. So uh, I do want to mention this only because okay. my friend and listener of, of Broadway Radio, Annie Dolman, t- texted this to me. And there is some language in this um, next little section. It's about Annette. But there's some language in here that you might not want your children um, hearing. No, so let them ear- hear it. Earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> but this is a tweet from the website Discussing Film, which is a major theater website. Um, the co- I'm just going to read it as written. Uh, Marion Cotillard praises Adam Driver for being able to sing while simulating oral sex in a nice. net. This would make Adam Driver the first actor in movie musical history to sing an original song. Thank you for categorizing it as an original song, while also whilst performing Cunnilingus. So, wow! I hope that's a new Oscar category this year. I, I mean, I, I did appreciate that they differentiated it between performing an original song versus a non-original song because I'm yeah. sure there's dozens there of must those. Be. Yeah. yeah. So that that tells you the type of movie musical that this is. Well, not you've got me on board. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Well, speaking of kind of lingus, last week, Grace, um, I've only referenced this tweet so I could make that transition. I bet. But last week, Grace recommended Jacqueline Novak's Get on Your Knees over mm. the Cherry Lane Theater. Um, see, it actually worked. We um, did it. And it, they announced yesterday that uh, the show is extending. It, it had an originally three-week run that was completely sold out. Um, uh, and then they have just now added four final weeks that will be the absolute last chance to see it before it goes on nice. tour. Um, oh, right. so we, I forgot it was going on tour. Yeah. So we will have, um, all of the information available for you to get tickets at, uh, in the show notes, or you can go to get on your knees show.com, uh, and check that one out. I haven't gotten to see it yet. So that's exciting. Now you should. Now you yeah. should. Grace recommended it last week. I trust Grace with my life. Uh, yeah, cause it, cause it ran several times during its like, original run. Um, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. So very exciting. Also, that should be your proudest moment on the history of the show, that transition. So I've been put, doing, it, put uh, it in I've your, doing... put it in your clips, I guess. Yeah. I've been doing that today on Broadway for five plus but years. That's it. And, and that's, that's the it. That's I'm, it I'm right retiring there. now. The, After you, that, you, I'm retiring. You've done it. Yep. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's get the hell out of here. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day. We will be back tomorrow with a short um, Today on Broadway. Theoretically. uh, Theoretically, but also an interview that I did with the authors of the fantastic book, Broadway Goes to War, where they've analyzed all of the shows that had to do with war that came out before, during, and just immediately after World War II. It was a great conversation. I look forward to y'all hearing that tomorrow. Tomorrow.